in a shootout, 3-2 to two to the Colorado Avalanche in the return of Alexander Georgiev. So within a week span, you have the return of David Quinn, who wins uh, his first win as Sharks head coach, 3-2 to two in overtime, and then Alex Georgiev, 3-2 uh, in the shootout. So, you know, and Georgiev played well. It's frustrating. Uh, Georgiev uh, had 44 saves, which maybe that's misleading. I mean, it's a lot of saves, but he did play well. Um, and, and you can tell he was pumped up. And that's, that's frustrating. I mean, like, whereas, like, with Quinn, you know, the fans, like, you know, they booed him. Like, I didn't really quite understand that, and I didn't agree with that. But Georgiev, like, uh, yeah, not, not, a, not a big Georgiev fan. Like, he basically acted like he won the Stanley Cup. Um, and, you know, it's understandable why it meant a lot to him. It, it is. And the fans were, I guess, rough on him. I'm not sure, like, how, you know, z- zeroed in on that he was. But, you know, I just, he never seemed like a team guy. Like, it seemed like he pouted quite often. And Igor was clearly better than him. And we'll see what Georgiev does with Colorado. Um, I have my doubts that he's going to take them to the promised land. Um, but then again, it's not as if Darcy Kemper was, like, amazing for Colorado last year. They have a good enough team where even if Georgiev struggles, they'll probably go pretty deep. But this is a pretty good game. You know, it's, it's, it's technically a three-game losing streak for the Rangers, which we did not see too often last season. Um, to be fair, I guess in one of the – there was a three-game losing streak at the end of the year, which – made sense just because they were like one of the games they lost to Montreal they didn't even care they basically rested the whole team so I won't even count that um, and there was one earlier in the season last year where they did lose a couple within that three game losing streak there was a couple of uh, you know OT slash shootout losses um, so but still I, I mean this game I'm okay with the results and I'm okay with the way that it was played but it's the previous games that, like, you, you shouldn't have lost, uh, Sharks and Blue Jackets. But, look, I, I, I do still think that there's there's some there's some problems ahead for this Ranger team. Chris Kreider uh, has really, really been bad. Um, I've been kind of talking about that, but tonight, like, it really hit a point where he was horrendous. I mean, the puck dies on his stick. Um, you know, look, he's never been a great passer, and he's never been all that skilled, but... You know, Gallant forces it, too. I mean, like, in overtime, you got to – you should be starting um, – you sure, you certainly should be starting Panarin over Kreider in the three-on-three. But then also, like, just go Tro- – I mean, Trocek is very good on face-offs. Like, uh, Vinny Trocek is starting to improve very much so as a Ranger, where I wasn't, like – I was excited about the signing, but early on I wasn't – I think it took him some time, but, like, I like what I'm seeing. And it, and it should be Trocek and Panarin. Or at least have Trojan take the face off and then bring Zibanejad out there. To have Kreider start a 3-3 three three makes no sense. I'm not going to get too hung up on that. Like, overtime is a little bit different. But either way, Chris Kreider, you knew that he wasn't going to do what he did last year. Like, that was the most obvious thing in the world. But will he completely revert back to who he was? It seems like he might. It's super early, right? I mean, it's only, what are we, seven games into the season at this point? Right, Rangers at three, two, and two. Yeah, we're seven games in. So I mean, it is early, and I'm sure Kreider will get going. But he's someone that you know is worth keeping an eye on because it hasn't been good. And really, if the options were better, I'd really want him to be demoted, line wise. But you don't really have that many great options. You don't. And you know, Philip Heedle being out sucks. It, it seems like Heedle will be out at least a week. I think it's a concussion. 
Um, and so, who knows? Like, it could be longer than that, certainly. Uh, Libor Hayek was in for Zach Jones tonight. He was okay in limited minutes. So, you know, with Hayek in there, you know, the, the, the Schneider-Hayek pair barely played. It was basically exclusively the top four. And they acquitted themselves fine. Um, they did. But Igor was really good. Makes one really bad mistake, which we'll talk about, um, where you know, he gets a little bit too aggressive. But, yeah, I just I look at this Ranger lineup, and there is a lot of dead weight towards the bottom. You know, I, I just mentioned Hayek. But, but forwards-wise, like, Ryan Reeves is completely useless. Just is. Ryan Carpenter, not impressed by Ryan Carpenter at all. And, like, Vitaly Kratsov, yeah, I mean, just not a whole lot going on there for, for Kratsov. I, you know, in his short time in 2021, I was more impressed by what I saw then than now. Not a whole lot of speed. I understand he's not playing with the best linemates, but for Vitaly Kratsov, I, I need to see more. Jimmy Vesey with a nice bounce-back effort. Um, you know, I, I felt like he had a rough start to his year, but tonight, you know, makes an impact. Um, you know, Barkley Goodrow, pretty good job, too. Uh, filling in for Phil Heedle. I, I thought Goodrow did a nice job. Um, and, and he's had a, you know, a nice you know, a, a nice enough start to the year. But, you know, the Rangers do lose it. 3-2 uh, to two to the Colorado Avalanche. Let's talk about what happened. Um, and early on, you get a Capo Caco hooking penalty. And it comes back to bite as the Colorado Avalanche score a power play goal. The Rangers special teams let them down. And that's been a thing lately. The Rangers special teams, which is a, a big factor as to why they did well last year, has not been as good to start this year. Uh, and, you know, I, I think it was Ryan Carpenter was a part of that as far as not getting it out. I think it was Carpenter that kind of lost a board battle. Uh, and eventually, Nachushkin just wide alone in front. Uh, Miller and Shruba just let him kind of sit there. And Nachushkin, with the deflection, already seven goals in the year for Valar and Nachushkin, assisted by Makar and McKinnon, gives Colorado one nothing lead. Then, just pure ridiculousness and a joke by the NHL. Alexi Lafreniere has called for a high-sticking penalty at 15-11. Now, the rule is that this can be reviewed if it's a four-minute penalty, which, like, that in of itself is so dumb. So you can review it if it's a four. If they barely bleed, you can review it if it's a double minor, but if it's just a regular two-minute high-sticking penalty, it can't be. And, and they did review it anyway. They wasted five to ten minutes anyway, and still they came back and they said, yep, not part of the rules we cannot technically change a two-minute call. Just, abs- I mean, that rule has to be changed. That's embarrassing. Like, who could have, I mean, how could one approve that? That's crazy to me. Luckily, the Rangers do kill it off. At the 20-minute mark, it's old old pal Dryden Hunt taking an interference penalty on Sammy Blay. Uh, Dryden Hunt didn't play a whole lot. He has a very minimal role in Colorado. You know, takes that penalty. Rangers start out with a power play in the second period. Nothing's going. Um, and then... Truba takes a stupid hooking penalty. It was just pointless. Miko Random had Truba. We, we've seen Truba have issues at the blue line offensively where he loses the puck and it leads to problems the other way. He should have just let him go because it's not like he, if you're going to do that, take him down. Because he ends up getting, he gets the, the power play and then he gets a clear on breakaway, but Igor makes the save uh, on Rantanen. But Miko Rantanen would get his revenge later on. So. We are, you know, at a one nothing game. Rangers do kill off that penalty. Then at 13-10, JT Comfort hooks Alexi Lafreniere. No dice for the Rangers. However, the Rangers do tie up the game at 18-08. 18-06. A nice passing play. 
uh, and it's Barkley Goodrow uh, on a nice pass from Truba. Sammy Blay also gets an assist. And with less than two minutes in the second period, the Rangers tied up at one. And to make things better, they actually get a power play um, where Manson hooks Pan uh, holds Panarin. This power play goes into the third period, and then it gets bad where the power play isn't doing much, and then Igor gets a little too aggressive, and he puts himself in a vulnerable position, turns over the puck, is out of position. Cogliano steals it, and it's a goal for Logan O'Connor. O'Connor's first goal of the season at 59 seconds of the third, a shorthanded goal gives Colorado a 2-1 lead. But the Rangers are able to tie it up, and it's the, uh, it's the Harvard connection. It is a goal by Adam Fox from Jimmy Vesey and Barkley Goodrow. So make that two points of the night for Goodrow. Uh, and Fox with an easy tap-in on a nice pass by VZ. Fox really made the play happen. Fox caused the turnover, you know, goes down the ice. He deserved to score that goal, ties it up at 14.03, and we go to overtime. And what I don't understand is in overtime, you know, just Chris Kreider, there's too much of that. Um, you know, and, and Mika has now struggled a bit lately, too, where Mika was off to a hot start. I'm fearful that now Zibanejad, we know how streaky he is, he's been pretty bad lately. He doesn't look good. And so I, I would break up Crowder and Zibanejad if it were me, but I understand the options aren't great. But, um, but yeah, they were on for a lot in that overtime. And eventually the Rangers get a power play as Panarin, who was just... Artemi Panarin, even though there's going to be defensive miscues, and there have been for Artemi, like I, I wish he was a little bit better in that regard. He's really had some good jump and has been really, really solid this season. Um, I like, you know, he's been a threat the whole time. Uh, and, and Panarin is hooked by McKinnon, so the Rangers have a power play, a four-on-three, you know, for the duration of the overtime, a minute and 30 seconds left, and they don't score. And that's a big missed opportunity. You have a four-on-three, you know, you have the big big boys on the ice, but they can't score. We go to the shootout. Rangers have last licks, which I like, but it didn't work out. The order is kind of interesting, and, you know, I don't think it had anything to do with it. Mika kind of gets hurt at the end of the overtime. I think it'll be okay, but Zvanagic gets hurt. So anyway, McKinnon starts it out, misses. Just a flat miss, shoots it wide. Then Kako with a pretty weak attempt. I mean, Kako has been part of the top three. Usually he goes third, I feel, but Kako goes first, and it's a save by Georgiev. Not a good attempt. Then Makar, nice save by Igor. Then Mika, a weak attempt by Mika Zibanejad. I mean, Mika, we're used to him having really, really, you know, he's great in the shootout, always has been. That was weak, and Georgiev makes a save. Then Mika Rantanen goes in and just snipes it. Good job by Rantanen, scores past Igor. And then Panarin... Needs to score to, t to keep it alive? He does. Artemi Panarin, you know, continues to be successful, even in the shootout, ties it up. We go to the fourth round, and it's freaking Evan Rodriguez, uh, who really was very good for the Pittsburgh Penguins last year against the Rangers. I mean, he almost had, you know, when you think, if the Rangers don't tie that up in Game 7, Evan Rodriguez would have had the game-winning goal. If, the, if Pittsburgh ends up winning that, you know, holds on, and the Rangers don't score. But anyway, Rodriguez makes a, you know, a night... <laughs> I wish Igor was a little more patient, um, you know, whereas I can't really kill him, like, really for any other goal tonight. Obviously, he met the O'Connor goal was just a bad job in terms of puck handling. But the Rodriguez goal, you know, he, he, he bit a little too hard, and Rodriguez scores, and then Lafreniere tries to tie it up, and Georgiev makes the save, and Georgiev was pretty fired up about it. It's just hard to like Alexander Georgiev from a Rangers perspective. It really is. Don't like him. Really don't. He bothers me. Just... But like I said, felt like he was never a team guy, like, and was really hoping that we could, you know, score a lot more goals against him. It didn't happen. This isn't a shocking result because, you know, like I said, with what happened with David Quinn, you know, this happens where players return to MSG and do really well. And you saw that here. So 
It's a quick turnaround for the Rangers. They will face the New York Islanders uh, tomorrow at uh, at Belmont. So the Rangers uh, and the Islanders will be hungry. This is going to be a tough game, I feel. The, the Islanders have lost a bit lately. They're a little bit fresher. Uh, Rangers are coming off a pretty you know, intense, tough game against Colorado. So we'll see what they do. You know, I, I hope it's Igor, but it might be Halak. It might be Halak. Um, but, but if it is, then why did you go with Halak against Columbus? So I think that there's a chance it's Igor, based on the fact that Halak went on Sunday against Columbus. But Igor was worked pretty hard at this game.